1: Wednesday fantasy fans, welcome to the second episode, the first uh, full episode of Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. I am your co-host, Kyle Raney joined as always by the incredible,
0: intelligent, all-around handsome, Mr. <laughs> Gary Holt. You flatter me too much, Kyle. Uh, yeah, it's another episode, we're back with Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them, and uh, we got some Super Bowl talk and some other topics we're going to discuss and go through some things. and. What we're going to do for the rest of the week. Yeah, so we're finally
1: in what most people call the dog days of the NFL. Um, What you and I would call the grind time of the NFL. The season's over. Now what do
0: you do? Well, now we start studying. Yeah, we start studying. This is actually some of the fun stuff. As much as people say it's the dog days, there's still so much in between the lines you can pay attention to the draft coming up free agency Th- this this time of year is more fun than people think and i actually look forward to this time of year yeah cap crunching um who's going to be gone from teams
1: that shouldn't and they there's still they still have juice in the tank they, they someone like a john brown is he go Does he restructure stuff like that um but what do you say i mean i mean it just happened on on sunday L- let's uh let's give a little coverage here the super bowl just happened
0: yeah, Super Bowl just happened. And uh, Tampa Bay, I don't even know if you would call it shock in the world, but they put a pounding on KC. And not everybody expected that. They thought it would be a lot closer game. Um, they thought it would be probably down to the wire, which it usually is in Super Bowls like that with two, two high scoring yeah, teams. Yeah, two high scoring teams. But uh, kind of got their butts handed to them.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Tom Turfitt goes for seventh ring. I love him, hate him. Say what you want about him, you gotta respect him. Gotta respect him, and I'm glad he's not in the AFC East anymore. I say that. Uh, I mean, Bruce Arians is a well deserved, well deserved Super Bowl. There, that guy's been around the league forever. But I mean, Super Bowl, even even being the Super Bowl, raises some fantasy questions for everybody. Yep. Uh, I mean, the first one that came to mind last night was we were recording this on a Monday night here, watching the game. Rob Gronkowski was six of sixty seven and two touchdowns. I mean a standard format fantasy league.
0: That's that's twenty four points, man. Yeah, that's a that's a and that's a great for a tight end one or even if he's a flex guy. Is is Gronk back? Um, you would with those stats, you could say, hey, if he's continuing to play like that next year, then for sure he's back. But is it one of those things where it's like he's been in the Super Bowl before? Is it because he's got that veteran presence? I didn't even think of it on that level. Um. Honestly, I think
1: on my level, it's someone that I'm not touching next year. It's got nothing to do with the talent. It's got everything to do with the per se draft stock. Because he's going to ultimately probably be projected as a ninth, 10th round pick.
0: And you might get those people that jump on him just because. Are going to take
1: him as a 6th, 7th round pick Mm -hmm. for name value. And that's, I guess, my thing is so much of what we want to teach ultimately, you're going to have certain players that... Yes, they're good. No, they're not three rounds above draft average good. Um, I think Ronk produces next year. I don't think Ronk produces to put himself back into like a top 15 pick
0: mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. And one of these years, Brady's going to hit his curve. His finally curve. Finally slow down. Yeah. And, I mean, in the playoff game against Green Bay, he didn't really play that well. He just kind of got bailed out by some of his team around <sighs> he him. He played good late. Yes, but what do you have? Two or three picks thrown off the top of my head. Three picks, I believe. But hey, I mean that that brings up the next question. How
1: long does Brady keep this up?
0: Yeah, um I don't know. The dude seems like he's eternal. Um he's what forty five or forty six? I could I think be wrong. he's
1: it he might be forty three. Forty three, um, I don't
0: know. He just I just know that he's playing forever. Um he's got a two year deal in Tampa. Correct. You would think he at least plays out his deal and then maybe re-signs for one to two more. Um, I can't see him continuing to sign, like, a long-term... He, there's no way he signs, like, a five-year deal. I mean,
1: one of the crazy things, too, with, with Brady, at least from a fantasy standpoint, um, he came in at number nine. Yeah. On, uh, in, out of quarterback. So, it's not like he was the Tom of old. He wasn't a top-five, like, guy throughout the year. And... He really started sluggish, 19-8 and eight points to start the year. He had two big games, Denver, L.A., 14-14, then a 36, 18-2, but then it was like from week 10 on. So really when you needed him Whoa. in the playoffs, he just went on a tear.
0: What week did Antonio Brown come in? Because that could have st- something to do with it too. Also might have been week 10. <laughs> so it was something around there. I mean, Antonio Brown's a freak receiver. He's still got juice in the tank. And kind of provided a spark in that offense, too. So That's a good question. When did Antonio Brown? Make? I want to say it was week 8 or 9, maybe 10. I know it was late in the season because he had to do the week, week 9, so, so he literally,
1: there's a slight correlation there. Brady's yeah. Brady stats did go up with Antonio Brown in the lineup. Good call on that, Gary. Um, I mean you gotta think he's got at least one or two more years in him. Yeah. He's I, still playing at a ridiculously high level to walk into a new team and completely
0: change change the culture and win him a super bowl. super bowl at home. The first team to ever win at home, first team to ever get a Super Bowl at home. Um like I said, you'd think he you would play out his deal and maybe could consider signing another one to two year deal. I could definitely see it happening. Um it's it's crazy though, man. <laughs>
1: On the opposite side of that field last night, what's next for C.E.H.? Is is Clyde Edwards-Solaire still a first-round pick? Do people continue to hype him up like they did? Or are we going to see him kind of falter to the third, fourth round this year in drafts, do you think?
0: Um, I think he was overdrafted this year. I couldn't agree um, more. I There was people drafting him in the first round. And with how Kansas City uses him, you would think that he's... Probably, at most, a second-round value, maybe in the later half of the second round. Um, Yeah, but you would would probably want to pick him after the second round with the way they use him. And Kansas City has been mocked to be going after more receivers in the draft. So the more receivers, the more weapons they go for. They passed uh, like over 40-something times last night against, uh, well, it's last night for us, but... Uh, in the Super Bowl against Tampa, and realistically, out of those,
1: two players had more than five
0: receptions. Yeah, and they just don't seem to be the team that wants to run the ball. And why would you when you have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, you had Hardman who was playing, who had a down year but was one of their guys, go-to guys. They just, they want to pass the ball. Yeah, I
1: mean, is... Uh, going along with that, with passing the ball now, is, is Nicole Hardman going to be the guy that they'd hoped? Former mid-round draft pick. I've already had, he's a speed demon. He's going to get open. And that's never really been the case. He he gets open, but his hands have become an issue. Yep. His his mental ability, he gets, he gets off his game so frequently. Um, is this the case? Do, do we think... Kansas City's gonna get sick of this for long, or do we think he's gonna
0: find his game here? I think uh I think what's gonna happen is the reason they're being mocked to draft another receiver with their first round pick is one, I believe they're losing Sammy Watkins. Correct. And he has not lived up to what they want him to be either. He's had he's always streaky, he'll have a big game or two here or there, a stretch of two games. And then Hardman this year not playing up to this potential. Do they go out and draft a receiver and say, hey, battle it out for our number two, number three receiver spot? And whoever is the guy, that's the guy. So, depending on who they draft or who they sign, they could even sign people. I mean, uh, we saw it last night, Allen Robinson tweeting, I "I want a ring. I want a Super Bowl. Kenny Galladay
1: is going into free agency. There's there's, there's a nice class of receivers hitting hitting
0: this year. So, it depends on who they sign and whatnot, but. I think that we see Hardman kind of lose targets next year.
1: I mean, free free agency for next year, to, to jump off course here a little bit, wide receivers of note that are entering. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald enters. If he's going to sign anywhere, he's going back to Arizona. He's also 38 years old, so I wouldn't hold he, my breath on that. He might
0: get one of those Super Bowl contending one-year deal type things.
1: Also possible. Um Underrated name, Isaiah McKenzie in Buffalo. Yeah, he had a good back half of the year. He come, becomes a free he's a, agent. He's a um, he'll be a cheap gadget guy for anybody. who signs One him. of the names, speaking of gadget guys, that I've seen who could sign a big deal, Curtis Samuel out of Carolina. Yeah, also going to be a free agent. Allen Robinson, AJ Green, John Ross hits free agency this year. Um, Tim Patrick in Denver. He's an RFA, but he had a nice year this year. I, what about Julian Edelman? I, I saw he. I don't think he's a free agent. I think they opt they're him. Just, I think they're considering parting moving on. Okay. Um, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Muhammad Sanu. All three Detroit receivers. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys might be much better off elsewhere. Will Fuller hits free agency. T.Y. Hilton, I know how much you love him. <laughs> he hits free agency. Um, Keelan Cole is a guy. Cheap gadget dude that might be really nice on a team. Josh Reynolds, young guy, third-round pick. Nelson Aguilar. Off a one-year deal, Zay Jones. Does he have anything in the tank? He's a former
0: second-round pick. Um, like it's, it's a, ju- a juju Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options, and depending on who signs where and who stays with their teams, I think. Like I said, I think Hardman is going to see a decrease in. Reps. I, I mean, I mean, even to this point, Corey Davis. There's going to be a
1: carousel of of targets this year, and it's going to alter the way that the league looks, I think, next
0: year. And there's been a lot of guys willing to take cheap deals to go win Super Bowls.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, you load up a couple receivers on a a team that's already got offensive line. I mean, I I hate saying it, but the Giants. Go give the Giants some receivers. Healthy Saquon, Daniel Jones, and work on that offensive line. The Giants could be viable with some receivers. Like... There's so much that, that realistically we could be looking to build into
0: here. And that's the fun part of the quote-unquote dog days of the NFL. It's Everything's going day to be day-to-day. Like, once free agency starts, it's a frenzy. And then after that, then that's the draft, you know. That's what you were talking about earlier. It's it's dog days, but there's so much more in between the lines.
1: It's, it's always fun, too, when you get to get to those levels. Um, but, I mean, going forward, you... We, we had that. We, we're talking free agency, and this guy is entering free agency here. Where does Leonard Fournette fall? Is is he good enough? Especially after last night. I mean, eighty nine yards rushing and a rushing touchdown, a twenty seven yard scamper. Mm-hmm. You you jumped out of your seat when he made that edge, adju- and he, he yeah, made the nice. guy miss.
0: And he was he was hit, running hard
1: too. Yeah. He was throwing shoulders. And then also four for forty six receiving, like. That's almost the caliber that fourth overall pick he once was supposed to be turning mm-hmm. into. I know he looks like he's 40, Yeah, but he's still 26, 27. He hasn't hit that dreaded running back 30 age yet. And at this point, does he go, okay, I've got a ring, now it's time to cash in, or does he go, let's go build a dynasty? I almost feel like Fournette says, hey, if I can get paid somewhere, I'm getting paid somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, he's going to... Probably test free agency, but at the same time, if the Bucks say, "Hey, we want this guy around because we think we he's think, better than Rojo," yeah, we think he's better, or uh, we could go a two-headed monster here and try to keep this offense intact. Then that's what they do. You got to think that Tom Brady also has a lot of say, in right now his not who's going to be on the team, but a oh, good his, say his suggestions, of, yeah, are going
1: are mad- to carry more meaning. Than most quarterbacks in the league, you have the de facto best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. He's going to get to call his shots.
0: Yes, Um, but yeah, especially after just winning a Super Bowl, I I don't really know
1: what to make of the Fournette situation. You still have, I believe, two more or one more year of Ronald Jones. I think it is. Um, You got one more year of Ronald Jones. You gotta, you've got a lot of players on expiring deals. I almost feel like Fournette ends up walking, but then again, I think that also depends on this last question I really have from last night. What happens with Chris Godwin, is he, and is he gone? He only had nine yards and two catches. Yeah. He was not the player that has been built up that was the best one of the best receivers in the league last year.
0: I mean, it, it's definitely hard, though, when you have Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Those are two number one receivers.
1: It is, but as funny as it is, Brady's threat yesterday wasn't even really them mike evans had the second amount or second best receiving day i i want to say brown did not really i'm gonna pull that but
0: didn't have a lot of big stats yesterday it's one of those things that KC does it's like somebody's gonna get uh less reps because there's so much not enough ball to go around antonio brown had five catches for 22 yards so like not the best day. No, but he still. Had a Mike touchdown.
1: Evans had one for thirty one yesterday.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess you're kind of right. Um, but at the same time, those are still two premium receivers.
1: The, you're right. They are, and that's the thing. I guess so. Like Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin are both free agents. Yeah. Does Brady have a better report with Antonio Brown? I guess is the question. Is, is I
0: think so because I, I believe he was. Living with Tom Brady, he was. So so, that's the thing.
1: Is is Godwin expendable? Are they going to look at last and go, okay, can we? Do we want to pay somebody else better? Is Tyler Johnson the answer here? Yeah, I mean Tyler Johnson was a, was an electric player out of Minnesota.
0: You you would think Godwin's going to want to get paid. So it depends on what they think he's worth and what he thinks he's worth. And is he going to be that type of player? Be like, oh, I want a Super Bowl, so I'm good. I've got my name cemented in legacy. Let me go get paid. It's the same type of situation, you know.
1: It's it's one of
0: those funny things. Um,
1: yeah, the further you look at it, too, a lot of this year might be really weird. Where you might have guys taking the reduced one year hit to try to see what the cap is next year, with the expected cap being around 180 to 181 mil. Um, it's six million more than they originally had projected, which is good for the league, but that might be a bit of a mess for a lot of free agency. Yeah. But I think outside of, you know, yeah, the the Bucs won 31-9 last night. I don't think I got anything else I really need to touch base on on that game.
0: No, I just, I'll, I'll just mention that I did see one, one funny thing. One of my buddies texted uh, my brother and was like, um, Kansas City really flew all the way down to Tampa just to kick three field goals. And it's kind of funny when you look at it like that because <coughs> they really only did kick three field goals and they got all this offensive talent. But it's a... It, it's one of those things that stinks because there's so much offensive talent and, and they
1: couldn't get it done. Couldn't and, get it
0: done, Mahomes is running his running his ass. You no, know what I
1: think is funny, and this is what, another thing where where we actually spoke on this last week. We spoke on the importance of an offensive line and having your line continuity together.
0: Your offensive line really matters.
1: Well, what happened in the Bills game is the exact same situation. But no no. What happened in Buffalo well in Kansas City when they played Buffalo. Yeah, are you talking about all the
0: scrappiness? Or
1: are you Le- about nope. That? Left tackle Eric Fisher, their oh, starting yeah, yeah, left tackle okay. goes down, and he's that he's line right. was a train wreck
0: mm-hmm. yesterday. I-, I noticed a lot of, uh, like, pressure up the middle.
1: I saw a stat that said Patrick Mahomes ran for over 450 yards before releasing the ball yesterday. Yeah,
0: which is insane. And he's got a turf toe injury too, which is also kind of crazy, that he's supposed to be getting surgery on it. And he's running all over like a chicken. Because with a he couldn't
1: even get time. Um, I think I'll seal that out. I think that's enough of me yeah. touching base. I'm ready to move on from yeah, the season uh... that COVID was. Um I will start at this one. We'll just take a quick uh break here over this past weekend, since the last time we did record. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty two was announced, or twenty twenty one was announced. Um guard Alan Feneca, former Pittsburgh Steeler player Kelvin Megatron Johnson, wide receiver from Detroit. Charles Woodson, former cornerback. Uh, John Lynch, current GM and former great safety. And Peyton Manning were the five big names out of the class. Uh, the senior class included Tom Flores, coach, Bill Nunn, scout, and Drew Pearson, wide receiver. So congratulations to all of them, guys. Um, I mean, Kelvin and Peyton, I think, were shoeins.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, those guys are... Freak of Nature. So. It
1: wasn't really a matter of if; it was a matter of when. We yep. knew they were going to be mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, uh, but yeah, we'll move on from that. Nothing much really I need to touch on. On that, we wanted to more touch on fantasy. Yep. Um Things we're going to talk about for next season. And- you and I are sitting here with a with a whiteboard in front of us, and there was for a light work or a light week of uh, info. There's a lot of stuff on this list.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of stuff and. Um, That's good because, like you said, it's the dog days, and we're starting it off hot.
1: Right before we jumped on any on air here, I uh, I had seen there is concern. The Athletic has reported, per NFL execs, there's concern that Newton's arm, his arm strength, his arm ability, is rapidly declining. Yeah,
0: it's weird because if you watch him throw, it's just so awkward, and I don't know if that's because he's the surgeries of just. I mean, yeah, he had
1: shoulder surgery. He's had a lot of injuries, but like it's just that is it's a real weird case. He's not old by any means for quarterback. No, I think he's still under 30, or if he is, he's 30, 30, I think maybe? he's 31, 32, but like still, it's nowhere close to where I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's ancient. You, you would think Cam Newton's gonna have a lot more time in this league. Cam Newton is thirty one. Will be thirty two before the start of next season. Um, and those that's still those are prime years at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, the the Rams just gave up two firsts and a third plus Jared Goff to get a thirty three year old quarterback.
0: Yeah, that that thirty five to thirty six is where you start to see the decline in most cases. But uh, he's still technically in that prime window, and it's just I don't know. It doesn't have the same arm that he used to. No, and I mean, it's one of those things, it will it will be a
1: serious what-if, what-do-we-do do situation. How do we hang, who's going to make this okay, and does he get a job
0: as a starter next year? Does um, he get a job as a starter? I don't think so. Um, he, nobody wanted him this year, and the past got him on a deal because that's all they really Nobody had.
1: wanted him this year, but I feel like a lot of teams were quote-unquote, Set at quarterback, where this year, I mean, we might honestly have 15 teams change quarterbacks yeah. this
0: year. I, the only way I could see him maybe getting a starting job is competing for it with another quarterback. Yeah. Um, I can see if, if Washington's one of those teams that. Doesn't... I was
1: just thinking do you think Washington, uh, a Rivera Newton?
0: Yeah, uh, th- I, that's kind of what I was going with. Um, if they don't get a guy worth value in the draft. Um, it's
1: been one of the only teams I haven't seen projected draft a quarterback. Yeah,
0: that, I mean, they still got Alex Smith, but after that, there's not much. I mean, do you want to go into the season with an Alex Smith who's... you got Taylor Heineke. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not who you want running your franchise. And... Um, Newton could be like a bridge quarterback. If yeah, you want to get him for like if if you think you can revive his career for the next three years, then you could have him be that bridge. I'm not saying Alex Smith isn't bad by any means. It's just the uh, durability is concerned.
1: Durability is there, and it's funny because like there are probably four bridge quarterbacks right now in this league. One of them has bridge in his name. Yeah. Um, I think Bridgewater fits. I would almost go on and women say Jacoby Brissett and Cam Newton are guys where if someone misses out this year, they might be starting a team as a bridge guy. Yeah. Um, to go further down though,
0: he I can see him getting a backup deal if he wants to sign. A I think he deal.
1: should have a backup deal. He's he's more than talented to be an NFL roster, but if the arms not there, it's almost the same case I had with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Just the athletic ability is not going to win you those games anymore. Um, But, I mean, to go down, we are talking bridge quarterbacks. To start off this mess of trades and whatnot, Um, the Raiders are open to dealing Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. Do we think Marcus Mariota is still bridge quarterback, or do we think he's got more in the tank and can actually be a starter somewhere?
0: Um. With what we've seen and out of him, I think there's a chance he could be a bridge quarterback, but it has to be the right team. Um, but you don't think he's a starter really at all no, either anymore? No, I don't think he's a starter. I uh, He never really could take that next step there in Tennessee. And I believe he got, what, one or two games this year? I think he got two, yeah. and uh, He did subpar at best. Yeah, subpar. But uh, it's going to have to be a team with a lot of talent around him, kind of how... Like, I hate to say it, but Tannehill was with Titans, kind of like that situation where you got a team around him, just manage the game. Hey, man, Ryan Tannehill was the sixth best fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah. Don't you talk ill of yeah. him? But uh, I think he's got to get the right team. I don't think he's an awful quarterback, but I, he's got to be a bridge guy. I'm. Uh, it's funny. I'm sitting here looking at our list in front of us, and I'm realizing
1: that majority of this, you know, the end of the regular season, you get Black Friday where the coaches get released. Mm-hmm. Not Black Friday. Black Monday. Um, Black Friday's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, the end of Super Bowl, and we've got a lot of quarterback rumors here in front of us. There's a ton. Uh, I mean, the the real big one again, and I bring this up because of where I saw that they considered him landing. What is next for Jameis Winston? Is he the heir apparent in New Orleans? Does he think he improved his stock enough to get a two-year deal making more than he did in New Orleans? He's a free agent. They have the ability
0: to do things. I don't think he stays in New Orleans for the fact that Sean Payton has such a hard on man crush. Yeah, hard on for um, Taysom Hill, for whatever reason, I don't know. But I think Jameis is going to get a solid two-year deal somewhere, maybe in New England. My sources were talking New England. Uh, I don't think I want to see that. No. As a Bills
1: fan. I think Jameis still has a lot in the tank as well. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jameis' ability. You had a guy throwing with poor vision and poor decision-making was what you called it. So what do you do? You let him learn from one of the best decision-makers in the league. Hey, we're going to let you sit behind Drew Brees and learn for a year. Yeah. If he gave, if he went out there and went to camp every day and went, shit, I'm, I'm here to learn. Yeah. I have no reason not to think he won't come out and have a very good year.
0: And I think he's an upgrade from Cam Newton at this point especially. With, yeah,
1: he's, he's younger. He's like he's the total opposite. More fluid. He's, he's
0: got a better arm. Yeah. I mean, I he's don't not he's, as athletic. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a pocket passer
1: for lack of a better term. Um, and it's funny though, because we're talking about guys learning from hall of fame quarterbacks and Josh Rosen got cut from Tampa.
0: Yeah. I talked, I talked to you that last night. I was like, he's, uh, he's got to be steaming right now. Because he was with Tampa the whole season, could have won a Super Bowl before any of the but, quarterbacks. So that's one of those things in his draft class.
1: You, you still sat there and you put Josh Rosen in Tampa and you let him learn from Tom Brady, and providing he was willing to take that information, he's now in San Francisco, who has Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been a polarizing figure at best.
0: Yeah, they're rumored to to be maybe possibly moving on from him or having him battled out with another quarterback. Uh, I mean, quarterback.
1: I could see it. He's he's been more known for his time in the Valley banging Playboy models than he has going out and producing. Yeah, I he's mean, had a couple good games, but
0: and even in the Super Bowl run he was more of a game manager. Yes.
1: And they and the they, ball off yes. Them. They they let Raheem Mozart, Matt Breda, and Tabin Coleman do a majority of the work in that in those playoff runs. Um do
0: we think Josh Rosen has a viable chance at winning that job? I think he's gonna get a chance, but I don't know if he's gonna win that job. For The fact that are you gonna let you if they're gonna battle it out is the ownership gonna let them let Garoppolo lose the job with how much money they're paying? Um, see, I think if I'm not
1: mistaken, Garoppolo's contract isn't that long. I want to say it was a five year
0: deal, but at the same time, it's 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 quite the opposite, too. Like, it could be a possibility, like, hey, let's let's. But have him lose the job and then have some of these teams call us and we're gonna trade him, you know? Yeah. Um so
1: current contract on Garoppolo. That's the thing. He did sign a five year extension, but he's entering year four of five.
0: Okay, so it's not so, so he so only bad.
1: has two more years left. Um and this is where the fun comes in here. If San Fran were decided were to decide to move on. His twenty six million dollar cap hit becomes two million in dead cap. They can save twenty four million by, by cutting grapple this year.
0: Yeah, I mean I just can't see Rosen somehow out of nowhere just becoming this this guy that's gonna take over a team and take him to the playoffs. See,
1: I guess the way I look at it for still is
0: And I actually liked Rosen on the I, draft. I
1: do too, and that's the thing. I, I think I look at it going, he was given a bum
0: deal in Arizona. It's a confidence thing.
1: Yes. Arizona Arizona sunk. They went, sorry, we have the first overall pick. We're going to go with a better player. And they did. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Kyler Murray's phenomenal. But then you ship him out to Miami, who Miami then realizes, yo, we did really bad. Maybe we should tank. And I think they knew that they were making a better choice by not letting Rosen unleash mm-hmm. and letting Fitz throw turnovers to try to get to the top of the draft class that last year. Um... I don't know. I, obviously, Rosen's not going to start over Brady. No. And you get him to San Fran at a late enough time where, okay, hey, man, you're going to sit here and you're going to sign a futures deal. He's not going to be worth much. You get a trial. You should have a preseason next year. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued. I think Rosen's got a chance in San Fran. I'm I think calling it right now.
0: I think they're going to let him compete, but I don't know if he actually wins the job. And if um, he does, then... Um, I think he it's going to surprise a lot of people.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, but he's—I arguably say he's got better receivers in San Fran than he has anywhere else that so he's been given
0: a chance yeah, to start for for sure. I mean, I mean he never had DeAndre Hopkins. No,
1: he he had an aging Larry Fitzgerald and a streaky Christian Kirk.
0: I don't think he had any running backs. I don't think he, they didn't nope. have Drake yet. They, they had have, David Johnson, who was hurt. Yeah, they that, didn't have Chase most Evans. of that
1: year. Um, and then you put him in Miami and. Go figure, that was the year that Devontae Parker exploded. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm just saying I'm not totally shutting the door on Josh Rosen. Um, staying in that division, teams are calling Seattle. And they're inquiring about the availability of Russell Wilson.
0: Which is surprising to me, considering he was MVP talks for most of the year.
1: I don't personally think Seattle's shopping him. I no. think it's the standard hey, do call in and check in, do your diligence kind of thing.
0: Because you got to think that he's he's like a an off-limits type of yeah, player. Yeah, he's still to me is the top five quarterback in this league and he's young enough to have a lot of years ahead of him. Because there was also rumors of teams calling about Rodgers and Green Bay shut that down, I think, immediately.
1: Well, I think that's also Rodgers put that into a lot of people's heads. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be more chalked up to the debunked file. I think this is teams doing due diligence and Seattle's just picking the phone up. I mean... Let's be fair. If Seattle goes a calling and the New York Jets, uh, Seattle picks up the phone and the New York Jets are calling. The Jets go, hey, we'll give you Sam Darnold this year's second or this this year's first over or first round pick, second overall, next year's first round pick, the
0: following year's first round pick, a second and a third. I think I could be talking to that deal. Yeah, you could definitely be. I mean, there isn't. There's always a price for something, correct? And if you're willing to pay a king ran- king's ransom for one player, then I think by all means I think go
1: for it. Any GM who tells you that they're not willing to listen to our deal is a fool,
0: right? Uh, I.e., Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, they you've got teams like I talked about this last week. You got teams that want a franchise quarterback who are willing to give up their entire future, and you got a guy who doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be anything to do with the culture. And you could legit build your team back up in a short amount of period of time.
1: Considering you gave
0: away all your draft picks and draft capital. Yeah, and you went four and twelve with that starting quarterback anyway. So what do you got to lose? Four and twelve with that starting quarterback. Your best
1: shall I say best wide receiver, you're gonna if he re signs next year, faces suspension still for PED use. Um, David Johnson's not getting any younger.
0: But is it also one of those things where Maybe that new GM's like, hey, we're going to keep it on the down low, and we really are shopping, and we just don't want to reveal our hand." I, I think ultimately what's going to happen is Houston's trying to be the last domino to fall. They they want him to um, – I think they, they really want Watson to crack, and they don't want to look weak. I don't think it's that. I think I think they're going to continue to
1: push that they don't want to trade him. I think it's going to go through training camp. I don't. I think something's done before the draft – they're waiting for the deals to fall on Carson Wentz. They want to see what they just saw what went for Matt Stafford. They want to gauge the market and see what's going to go for Carson Wentz next. The rumored deal is Carson for
0: Carson Wentz. Philadelphia wants two firsts and a player back, which isn't isn't so bad. If it just depends on who thinks Carson Wentz is that worth like worth that.
1: Correct, deal. and that's the thing. Right now, Indy's got him at a standstill, saying, "Yeah, we don't want to pay that." But if you can pull two first out of Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford's better than Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. I would say at this point, at least he has most recently performed better. Mm-hmm. Stafford went for two first, two thirds and all starting quarterback. Yeah. And okay, so does that mean with the
0: Jets you can get three first, a second, and a starting quarterback? Anything's possible. I mean, even they I guess uh the other day they said that there's a deal close for Carson Wentz.
1: They did and they've refuted it since um it's still in the works, but it sounds like Indy it sounds like it's Indy and Philly and a stalemate. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and Indy makes the most sense, I believe. For I really Wentz. thought the
0: Bears were gonna be a dark horse in that.
1: Those that's the other team. I've heard Indy Chicago are the two teams that are heavily in on Carson Wentz and what a terrible situation to put Carson Wentz back into. Yeah, hey, Carson... You're going to get to go sit in that locker room with Nick Foles. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The most commonly compared to player in the league, you can go back in the locker room with him. You're fine.
0: Yikes.
1: (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, those two trades are tied together. I think the Wentz trade has to happen first, whether it be the Colts or the Bears. And it's funny because you see these teams, the Colts and the Bears, the problem is I don't think the Bears have a first-round pick. Yeah. And if they do, it's it's high. Indy's got more options to deal. That's why I think Indy's almost the the de facto. I guess don't count out New England, but we know Bill doesn't like to trade picks for players. Yeah, don't don't
0: count out New England and I mean the Raiders could go straight the up.
1: The Raiders could always try to flip Carr for once. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I I definitely think for the dominoes to fall for Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz needs to go first.
0: Yeah. You would think. Um, I think it's going to, like, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a long, drawn out process for the Deshaun Watson saga. And it's kind of a shame because he's a, such a talented player and he deserves more than what they've treated him. He deserves more. He, I, I mean, without
1: spoiling it, we're getting into possible, we're getting into our next episode here. Uh, we are looking at awards. And he came up in the, in the category of does he still get AFC MVP? Yeah, the team did terrible, and he was still a top five quarterback with nothing around him. Right,
0: right. And um, get him some talent. I mean,
1: so that's the thing. He can still produce. Speaking of producing, though, Matt Stafford goes to the Rams. Has a friend named Marvin Jones, former wide receiver in Detroit. Marvin Jones is considering taking a reduced contract to yeah. make a run at a Super Bowl now with the Rams.
0: I mean, when you get trades like that, especially in cities that are like nice weather. Destination. Destination cities, tourist cities, warm weather cities, um, you're going to get players that are going to do that, and that's how you kind of get an advantage in the recruiting saga for free agency. And it's it makes things interesting, but it also kind of, as a a fan of a team that's more of like a, a tougher environment to play in, it's like dang man you know but when you get good teams that's what happens you're gonna get those free agency free agency uh signings and uh la is gonna get I think they're gonna get a couple more signings too and players are gonna take they're gonna take those contract cuts and I want to say that um you said uh who was it you said um Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. I think they're going to get him, like, almost for pennies on the dollar.
1: And, I mean, that's the thing. Obviously, at first, the Marvin Jones deal didn't make a lot of sense to me. Because I'm like, oh, they got Josh Reynolds. They've got Bob Woods. They've got Cooper Cup. But Reynolds is also going to free agency. Yep. And, I mean, Gerald Everett's leaving. I spoke on this last week. Someone like Bryson Hopkins is a guy I'm really a fan of. Being that Bryson Hopkins is a former fourth-round pick high talent tight end and they like to run that two tight end system and Stafford succeeded very well in two tight end systems in the past and then if you can give him Marvin Jones as his third receiver yeah it's I think that's it's interesting a deadly a deadly combo
0: with especially <clears throat> excuse me especially with um mcVeigh's like game offensive Game plannings
1: yeah. yeah uh and I guess the last thing I really got news wise here uh an old Adage, an old crew—they've been
0: together since like '09. Cardinals and Patrick Peterson, yeah, I mean, are officially splitting. That's what the reports are saying, and it's weird because that's been a, his entire career. Yeah, his entire career, and he's basically been their one of their top franchise guys on defense. I
1: mean, for years, you 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 talked top quarter or cornerbacks, and Patrick Peterson was yeah, the top he, five guy. Yeah, he was at least at top five. There was no disputing that. You, everybody had respect for him, and unfortunately. And he's still got to have game. Yeah, I I think unfortunately he's going to it's like try it's, to sign to make to win a, win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's one of those kind of things where Sherman is a top player too, yes. but not a lockdown. He's not the same. I believe they were the same draft year, actually. Yeah, they're not. He's not the same type of corner he was when he was with the Legion of Boom. But they still can play. They still can do some things on defense. It's just they might be a number two guy or a. Uh, number one guy, but they they need to run a certain scheme for them to be successful, and that's just how it's going to be because you're you get you got guys who that I mean get P- up there in age.
1: Peterson's been playing since eleven. Yeah, um, he's thirty years old now, and I'm just trying to verify was that the same year. That's not what I wanted. Your selections, fifth round, I think was Sherman. Yeah, out of Stanford. Yeah. Same, same exact draft, Sherman and Peterson, fifth round in, in 11. Um, I mean, that's two guys entering free agency now that I feel like you're going to see on Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Buffalo. I've heard Sherman to Cleveland. I've heard Sherman to Buffalo. I've heard Peterson as soon as he was brought up to Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, they're going to want to play for contenders. You're right, and it's going to be guys who... This is where, and this we've discussed this multiple times: money versus
0: and they'll legacy. Prob- they'll probably sign a typical, like a, a Josh Norman type deal, where it's basically yes. just a lot of incentive,
1: mm-hmm. low cap hit, and it is. It's going to be money versus legacy. Mm-hmm. You're going to give up your your payday. You've already had quite a few because these guys, I think, know. I think Richard Sherman knows. I think I mean, Patrick Peterson knows. He's
0: a Stanford guy. He's You're smart. right,
1: but that's. I I think they know hey, I can definitely lock in my Hall of Fame legacy yeah, with, it. with a ring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the same as some of these kids out there, some, some of these players that are in their 20s. They can sign a big deal, and they can still tack on somewhere at 31. And four years for $60 million, that's going to set you up for life. And then you're 31 coming out of that deal going, okay, who's a contender right now? Yep. Let's try to get it. Yep um but yeah man I mean there's, there's a lot of news coming through just Super Bowl weekend when it's one game going but the remainder of this week yeah we still got uh some
0: stuff going on here.
1: if you're listening today is Wednesday our next episode will be out Friday um something I adapted last year with the two-point we had called them the pointies uh I think we're gonna go a little more basic this year we are gonna re- debut renew an exposed the 2021 Fantasy Beast Award Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think I think we got twelve categories. Twelve
0: categories, and all of them are something you can you really need for a fantasy player. So we'll alternate them here. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I go first. Um. So our first nominees. Well, first award would be yeah. Our first award for the Fantasy Beasts. We can call them Fantasy Beasts. We can call them the Fantasy Beasts. Um, So we got AFC MVP. The nominees are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Deshaun Watson. I like it because there's a lot of (sighs) variety. Yeah, I talked to you earlier. I'm like, I I don't want to be a homer and nominate... All the Bills players, but they do have two deserving players. We least.
1: we actually had a couple of Bills players that ended up jumping on this list, and I feel bad because I really. It, I'm so accustomed to everyone being like, "Oh, you're a homer." No man, Allen was. Allen had the most fantasy points this year. He was rated the top quarterback. For he was rated fantasy. the top player. Yeah, um, Mahomes was right there with him. Stephon Diggs was the guy at receiver with Tariq Hill and the AFC. Um, Derek Henry is Derek Henry. I don't think we can say much more about that. He yes. was he was clutch, um, minus a game or two. Yeah, but that's the thing. So, like, that's that's six names. That's gonna be a tough one to to honestly decide. Mm-hmm. But then we go to the NFC side. Uh, the, your NFC MVP nominees: Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, and Russell Wilson.
0: All definitely deserving names.
1: Um, I think the only one that you could say is a weak one in the class is Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, yeah. His year on paper was very bell curve. He had a huge dip, but he finished out strong and started red hot. Yes. Um, I think Kyler Murray a guy to look forward in the future. I don't know if I necessarily would think he's going to be the winner of this one this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, he might get a like an honorable mention. He get some least. honorable mentions, I think. How about rookie of the year, Gary? What do you got? So, Rookie of the Year, we got Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert. Um, Obviously, Justin Herbert winning over Jefferson in In real life. life. Um, Joe Burrow, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Antonio Gibson. And another tough one I think that's going to probably not win would be Joe Burrow for the fact that he got hurt.
1: Yeah, Burrow's injury, um, the funny thing is I feel like everybody's going to look at some of these guys and guys like Robinson and Gibson and Jefferson mm-hmm. saved people's fantasy years. Right, right. Um, Herbert to an extent either also like I I grabbed Herbert to back up Mahomes yeah. and I just I I banked on him to be there. Um, Jefferson ended up being like a top fifteen receiver yeah. as a rookie. James Robinson was a guy. I mean, in my league personally, I scooped Robinson.
0: Saquon went down, and I didn't have a number one, and Robinson was my number one. Like, I mean, I had Jonathan Taylor in the back half, and he seemed to take over the job from Heinz. Yes, in and the back he, half. Was, he was solid. And it kind of carried me through into the playoffs. So, You know who who wasn't solid, though? The nominees for the biggest busts this year? Biggest busts. Um,
1: we could have kept going, yes. I think, all day with this, <laughs> but I, I did, and I, I I picked on him hard. Michael um, Michael Thomas. Nominee one, Zeke Elliott. Apparently, you can guard Mike. You can guard Mike, uh, regardless of what his Twitter account says. Zeke Elliott, boss number two. And I felt bad, actually, after I put him on there. Mm-hmm. I think he landed on this list because of his back half of the year, mm-hmm. because he still was running back seven. Yeah. So, like, he was a top 10 producer, but he just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Galladay.
0: Yeah, that's your guy.
1: Just couldn't stay healthy. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I think he's on this list more because of his draft position.
0: Yeah, position and his value.
1: Yeah, he was he was taken so high for for some slightly reason. above average production, mm-hmm. and a guy who I always push to be on this list every year, is Julio Jones, another guy who somehow managed to be a second round pick just like every year. It's a name thing, and he just did not produce. Um, but. You know what it works out that we did this way because you can talk about one of your favorite players? Uh, The award for Burning Bridges. Basically, guys, you don't plan on drafting them because they pissed you off this year.
0: They're players you are going to no longer touch, avoid at all costs in your fantasy lineups. And our nominees this year for Burning Bridges is Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, which is my pick personally, uh, Zeke Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. Um, last year for me, my burning bridge guy was um, Odell. Not Odell, but uh, he, you pulled him in your card today. Your uh, that running. Oh, Carryon. Yeah, Carryon Johnson. His name was escaping me. Let's say I already forgot about him. I I won't draft him ever again. But yeah, that's that was my guy for last year, and this year is another. Uh, list of guys that probably it's, pissed people. It's up.
1: funny that there's so many big name guys on there. And mm-hmm. I think they just want to show how frustrating this fantasy season was. Um Christian McCaffrey everybody knows he's going to be good.
0: Yeah, you're probably but not gonna burn bridges, especially that,
1: but that's the thing. If you were an owner like like I was and I held on to him all mm-hmm. year. Right. And I couldn't get shares of Mike Davis and it was well he's close. And then he's back for a game. And the game he comes back, he still puts 20 points up. And it's like you knew you had... Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, I hurt my shoulder. You
1: you knew you had this magic cheat code on your bench, and you couldn't use him. And it was infuriating. Um, but let's not talk about the bad. Let's talk about the good now. This year, the 2021 Most Improved Player Award. There was one name that we really had stick out there. Like, yeah, he's on this list. Um, but I think I did a pretty good job finding the other four on here. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen.
0: Yep, of course. We're trying not to be homers, but obviously, he, huge it's well step deserved. forward. It's well deserved. Went from
1: being last, almost in the league, to being first in the league. Kelvin um, Ridley, another a big year. We knew he had mm-hmm. talent. He he took Julio's role this year. Yeah, he did. DK Metcalf.
0: Yeah, he DK for a long for the longest time was just could not be guarded you know yeah
1: it, the the middle of the season dk was the closest to calvin johnson yes. i think we've seen I almost
0: said that just he thought, bullied yeah.
1: people mm-hmm. he bullied people there's the go if you yeah, i'm sure everybody's seen it by now but if you haven't go find the footage of him chasing buddha baker down from 80 yards like the dude is a freak athlete and he put it all together on the field this year Uh, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I've always been a Tyler Boyd fan, and this year cemented like, hey, Tyler Boyd doesn't have to be the complimentary Mm -hmm. receiver. He can
0: be the number one. He can be the number one. Definitely. I mean, and it's going to be interesting because they got him and Higgins, so.
1: And TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson came out, blew the doors off, and produced so many solid 10-point tight-end weeks in PPR. Kind of sneaky. Yeah, for being a guy who, like, he was built so well out of the draft, and then his rookie year, and he just did nothing. Right. Uh, but our next category, I don't know if we really have a full grasp, so let's explain really, uh, we went with the best value pick. And what I really wanted was a guy who, for the most part, your draft might've been different. His average draft position was outside the top Mm hundred and he ended up being a quality piece of your team. Yeah. Who do we got?
0: Um, so best value pick again, we have Josh Allen coming in again, TJ Hawkinson, uh, showing up again, Aaron Rodgers. Another guy, Again. James Robinson. Again. But a nice little sneaky one here is Cole Beasley.
1: I really wanted to throw him on there. Cole Beasley borderline went undrafted. Right. And, and I didn't get it because the
0: year prior, he was a top 30 receiver. Mm-hmm. And his role didn't change. Yeah. And then Justin Jefferson to round out our Justin Jefferson James Robinson were guys who were borderline undrafted in most right.
1: leagues. Um, and a very similar um, award, but this, I think, goes with fantasy heart instead of just saying, yeah, yeah this was the talent, is the San hero, Aung yeah. Aung
0: San Hero Award. Kind of guys that might have saved your team. Yeah,
1: guys that kept your team afloat when all else broke loose this year. Uh, we have James Robinson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson, and Mike Davis. In case you didn't notice, we have a raging heart on for Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah. And then on maybe even sneak in there some Ayuk action.
1: Yes, you've got Brandon Ayuk on that one, uh, which yeah, Brandon Ayuk I think is upon rethinking that when Gary had suggested that Ayuk makes so much more sense because he was a guy that not many people had, and he broke out in the back half of the year after the COVID scare, after all the stuff, and he was just he was he, dynamic. He became my permanent flex option.
0: And, and to say flex when he was putting twenty points a week up. That's scary. And I had some, I had deep options in my flex spot. I I had Devonte Parker, I had Ayuk, I had Curtis Samuel, I had, um, or not Curtis Samuel, I had um. You had Curtis Samuel. Did I have Curtis? Yes, Samuel? you did. I did have Curtis Samuel. I'm I have too many teams to <laughs> recall, but I had decent flex options, and after a certain amount of time, he just I just didn't move him. Um,
1: what do you say, this is one of my favorite ones, this is where we get to talk about futures here, the most likely to bounce back award.
0: Yeah, this one's an interesting one because there was so many injuries and so many opt-outs, whatever you want to call it, not too many fantasy-wise, but just all over the league. But our most likely to bounce back nominees are uh, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, or Dak Prescott.
1: That's going to be a fun one because I feel like most people would instantly assume it's CMC. Yeah. Um, but Michael Thomas was the top receiver Mm -hmm. a year ago today.
0: I think it's going to ultimately depend on who's his quarterback.
1: That, and then what does Dak do? Where does Dak
0: end up? Is Dak in Dallas? There's rumors that he's not close to a long-term deal, but they're probably going to tag him. See, that's where it's going to get
1: tricky, is you're going to tag him for a second year in a row, and then you've really damaged any relationship with him, and he's not coming back after year three. Right. Um... But the other problem is, the most recent thing I heard about Dallas, I don't know if you saw this, mm-hmm. when they ended negotiations last year, they offered him the same exact contract that they offered him at the end of negotiations last year. Yeah, I, I and mean, Dak last year, I did not believe deserved any of those deals that he was requesting, but Dak came out this year and was a god in fantasy yeah, until the injury.
0: definitely a solid player, and I don't know if it's just Jerry Jones is trying to say, hey, you're playing for the best team because he thinks obviously that they're the best team ever created. Jerry Jones is delusional. And he's like, oh, you should take a deal because you're going to be a cowboy. That's yeah, how Jerry Jones produces most of his contract signings. Though. So. Um
1: But as we're talking about contract signings, the biggest up and coming free agents this year. Uh This is fun because there's actually a lot of fantasy relevant free agents this right, year. Right, and
0: it's, going to keep continuing along the line. Picking
1: just five of them. I could have gone forever on this. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Dak Prescott, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Alan Robinson. Um, you know who else I want to put on there?
0: Who? Marlon Mack.
1: Yeah, I know you've got a hard-on for him as well. Um, yeah, we'll add, we'll add some Marlon Mack love.
0: People forget about him because he was hurt early on in the season. He is only 25 years old. And... That was their go-to guy a season ago, so... Uh,
1: but, what were this This won't be for this upcoming year. This is the year that's passed. Gary, how about you give us the nominees for the best off-season acquisitions?
0: So, the best off-season acquisitions, our nominees are Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins, Tom Brady, and Todd Gurley. I'd say that's a solid crew. That's um, a very solid crew, because each, each player, for the most part... Brought something big yep, fantasy-wise. Yep. Um, Gurley started out hot, he might have flamed out a little and same, Brandon Cooks was yeah. streaky um, but Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins and Tom Brady have really strong cases for yeah. these teams. Um but what I'm gonna go and we'll finish this out before we close the episode completely
1: uh, our last award, the nominee for the surprise backup of the year, basically the guy when all hell broke loose and your guy went away for a while who were you turning to and who saved your team and those nominees are Mike Davis, James Robinson, and yes, he does qualify because he was not supposed to be the starter at the beginning of the year. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I know that's your guy. I was high on him in the draft. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, a guy who filled in when all hell went down in mm-hmm. Vegas and ended up being a strong receiver. And Logan Thomas. Yeah, we're both high on Logan Thomas. Yeah, and Logan Thomas was not supposed to have a starting job really there, and... Not and only did he take over the certain job, he posted some very he good top 10 stats. fantasy tight end. Um so, if you're interested to see how those awards play out, go to our Facebook page, go to our Twitter. We will be posting the polls, you can help us vote and help us decide who's going to win those awards and then tune back in this upcoming Friday when we hand those awards out.
0: Yeah, we're going to be all dressed up and ready to go. Exactly. Um Gary, do you have any closing words? Yeah, I just wanted to thank uh, um, Doug, Doug Dean. Dean. Yep, he created our... Um, awesome in- intro-outro song. Yeah, intro-outro song. Um, he worked hard on it. He created this one and then the one for uh, a podcast I'll be doing called Halt Who Goes There with my brother. That'll be coming out soon. But I just wanted to thank him. Uh, he makes some good stuff, and we appreciate the work he's put in for us. Absolutely. So thank you to Doug. Yeah. Um, Shout out
1: to Jeanette over at The Hairopy and TimTam89, two of our sponsors, our tech guru and our, our makeup and hair woman. She makes us look real pretty. Um, but I think if you're good, I'm good. We're good. Until next time, you continue to search for those fantasy beasts. We'll tell you just where to find them.